Welcome into Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on this week's episode, Adam Burrish and I dive into the OT success recently from the Blackhawks, the continued performance from Alex Dabrinkit and Dominic Kubelik, Brandon Hagel, the first goals from Ian Mitchell, Nicholas Bodan, and rookie Pew Suter joins the show to chat about his breakout season thus far. All that and more coming up on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. In hockey, the power play can be a game changer. It's a big opportunity to score. Well, your local Chevy dealer has an opportunity for you to score big. Now, get $4,000 cash allowance on most 2021 Equinox models, plus current Chevy owners get an additional $750 cash, all adding up to big savings. Show this cold winter who's boss with switchable all-wheel drive that puts you in charge of winter weather driving. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details. Offer expires March 1st, 2021. Take your best shot. Welcome into Blackhawks Insider. Carter Baum, Adam Burrish with you once again. Burr, it's uh, Tuesday, a snowy Tuesday in Chicago, uh, throughout much of the country, I should say, as well. But uh, the Blackhawks are red hot, coming off their fourth straight overtime victory uh, four wins in the last five games, all of them in overtime. We talked about it over the last couple of weeks, but this is a team that's kind of sticking around, uh, you know, picking up points left and right, and and more often than not, more recently, starting to get that second point in the game. What are you seeing from this group, uh, game after game, to continue to progress? I mean, Jeremy Colleton said after Monday's game wasn't the best performance, but they still got the point and, and they'll take it. Uh, and those points matter. Every single point matters in uh, the shortened schedule. Yeah, uh, you know, a couple of things. You, you just uh, the last your last comment just about the coaching staff and they're doing an amazing job with this young team. And sometimes what coaches say in the media, they know the players are going to read it and they're going to hear it. And so Jeremy's continuing to push these guys. And when you have a young team and you're rattling off wins and you're you're getting points in every single game you're playing and you're climbing the leaderboard. All of a sudden, now they're in a playoff spot. Uh, you want to keep the guys hungry and you want to keep them motivated knowing that we got more here. And we've got more to give and we can play better. And after last night's game, Jeremy said the same again a little bit. And, and he was he was accurate in it that we weren't, we, you know, we were good. Um, but that's a Detroit team that's been struggling lately and they could have played better in some areas, he thought. And so that's what he says. And, and the players hear that. And I'm sure they come to the rink this morning feeling good about their game and confident. But also still hungry to get some work done. But, and then to the second part, I, you know what I agree with is just about all the, the uh, analysts and the writers and the people on TV talking about this Blackhawks team across the NHL as one of the biggest surprises in the league this year. And it's a credit to the players. It's a credit to the coaching staff and the management that um, this team's sneaking up on people. And what's fun to watch as a fan is they're doing it with just gritty, hard work, first line to fourth line, all the defensemen, they're playing fast. They're playing intense. Um, and the way they defend, I think, has surprised a lot of people too. Is they've they've really shored up in the last couple of years. That was a that was the the point that kind of hindered them and held them back was the way they defended and giving up a lot of opportunities in front of the net. And they've cleaned that up, and it's getting better and it's getting better. And uh, it's a fun team to watch right now. And I think the rest of the league is seeing that too. You touched on the defense being shored up at the back. It's it's helped by the goaltending that we've talked about week after week on this episode on this show. But I think another interesting point is. 
the offense. This is a team that multiple times a season has put up six goals in a game. They can win those low-scoring battles because of their defense, but they can also compete in those run-and-gun games because the offense uh, is continuing to fire and, and you're seeing new guys step up. And game after game, there's another solid performance. It's not the same game or not the same player game after game. It's you know Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett are playing great night after night, but if they have an off night, it's a rookie stepping up. It's Dominic Kubelik. It's Dylan Strom. It's Pew Suter who will join us later in the show. I mean, there's so many young guys that it's next man up mentality, not only from a who's in the roster, but who can contribute on offense, who can contribute here, there. That part is really fun to see because you're not you don't have a team that's led by just two players right now. It's kind of, you know, you're not seeing the consistency maybe from everyone else, but you're still seeing contributions from across the board. Yeah, it's uh, it is, and it's young guys that have stepped up, and the coaching staff is giving them big responsibility and a lot of big ice time, and and uh, kind of rewarding the the hard work and the production with more ice time. And Jeremy's dangled that carrot really well in front of these young guys, and and they're taking it. And it seems to be that anytime he rewards a young guy and gives him more responsibility or more ice time, they take it and they do really well with it. And same could be said with the goaltenders. Kevin Lankin goes on a great stretch. Um, plays amazing. Uh, you throw in Malcolm Subban last night, and he plays amazing again too. So whenever they're giving somebody a, a young guy that um, is playing for a contract, is playing for playing time, uh, these guys have really stepped up and answered the bell. And um, I talked to a general manager of another team this morning, and and he said he's been surprised by this team, but he hasn't because when you get a bunch of young guys that are committed to working hard, it's dangerous to play against those teams, and they're and they're tough to play against. And then he also mentioned, and you have one of the best players to ever play in Patrick Kane. And when he's putting up a, a point and a half a game um, every single night, um, you, know, you almost spot your team two goals with a guy like him. So you just really, and in this league, you got to score three to win. So if one of your young guys can chip one in, um, you're giving yourself an opportunity every night with the way Kane are still playing. So um, you put those things together, some young guys that are hungry and, and playing well, and sure, maybe overachieving. And you, get, you still have a Hall of Famer and Kane are in the way he can carry a game. Um, it's a, it's a tough matchup for teams right now, and and they're uh, and they're and while they're playing well, they're making hay and they're getting points. And it's like I said, it's it's a really fun team to watch right now. You mentioned Kane; he's got multiple point outings. I think in five of his last six games, Alex DeBrinket, uh, also another guy who's just continuing to score almost at will recently. Uh, I don't. I want to touch on Saturday's overtime winner. We talked. We touched on the overtime success, but. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit, the incredible hand-eye coordination on Saturday against Columbus to not only kind of control that pass from Patrick Kane, a little saucer pass that got a little extra hop in there, but he bats it out of midair and scores the winner. An incredible feat of skill, not only in hockey, but you know he's ready to go play baseball a little bit as well too. <laughs> yeah, you know what's uh, about, I think it was two years ago, uh, the season had just ended for the Blackhawks and I had gone over to the rink um, for a meeting, and I saw Kane and DeBrinket were on the ice. I think it was two days after the season was done. They were already on the ice. They were getting ready to go to the World Championships, which is why they were on the ice. And I know they're rink rats, and they don't take much time off. But they were working on plays where uh, they were uh, passing pucks into their feet and having to quick take a shot, or they were bouncing pucks and batting them out of the air, or they were passing pucks to each other and kind of purposely giving bad passes with rolling pucks and having to catch it quick and shoot it. Um, so when you see guys doing that in games, it, it's actually things they work on or passing pucks in the air across the crease and them having to bat them out of the air into the net. Um, they were working on those kind of things. It was at the end of their workout. And I just thought it was, it was, um, 
you know, maybe that's what I should have done more when I was playing and I would have scored more, worked on those little tricks, but I probably would have whiffed every time, unlike Alex Dabrinka. But it, it's they work on those things. And it happens more times in games than you think. And the really good players that have good hand-eye coordination, when you're watching a game, they bat pucks out of the air. Duncan Keith's really good at it when defensemen or forwards come in and they try and dump a puck and he may bat it out of the air and it goes the other way. And uh, these guys are so good now and they're so skilled. Um, it's natural ability, but they work on those things. They work on bad passes and pucks bouncing and picking them out of the air. And so when you see it, um, you're not as surprised as you think. And I'm sure as teammates, it's cool. It's exciting. What a goal. Um, but in practice, those guys work on those things. Saturday was the third game-winning goal of the season already for Alex to bring it. And remember, he missed uh, a full nine days of action in COVID protocol over the opening month. So a little more impressive even there. He's, all three of his game-winning goals have come in a span of nine days from February 4th through the 13th on Saturday against Columbus. Uh, a crucial part of the offense. And I mean, he's had multiple goal outings several times. He's stepping up. But another guy who stepped up on Monday night Dominic Kubalik, who we've talked about time and time again on this show, his first two even strength goals of the season in the 3-2 victory over Detroit in overtime. Uh, I mean, we've touched on his power play prowess so far this season. Three power play goals, seven assists on the power play, tied for third in the NHL on power play points with 10. Uh, but finding that at even strength again on Monday, uh, his first two even strength goals of the year after finishing seventh in the league last year with 26. How much does that help your confidence going? You know, it's nice to have that power play success, but I'm sure it was a little bit maybe in the back of his mind of, uh, you know, at five on five, I'm not, I'm still not contributing. I, I have to have that man advantage to do it. How much does that weigh on you? And I'm sure a, a relief last night in Detroit to get two of them. Yeah. You, and as a player, you want those pluses too, which you don't get on the power play. Uh, you see your stat lines and you know it and, and you want to be a plus player every night. Um, but, uh, it, you know, you talk about his confidence. It gives his teammates a lot of confidence, too. And when you've got multiple guys, so now you got you, you throw him in there with the Brinkett and Kane that you, you kind of almost think one or two of them are going to score every night. Uh, it gives your team a lot of confidence knowing you've got a lot of weapons that are out there. Um, and whosoever hand the puck is in, they got a chance to score. And whether it be five on five or the power play and, and the way this power play has been going right now, um, you know, I think at one point they were at like 33, 34%, um, which you're going to win most hockey games if your power play is clicking like that. Um, but he's, he, he is a legitimate top end NHL player right now. And he really is. And, and a year ago when he came over, nobody knew his name, nobody knew who he was. And now everybody does. And any team in the league would love to have a guy like him on their team. And, and, uh, he'll be around for a long, long time. And, and he's just going to keep getting better. And he is, uh, he's, he's a bigger body than he gets credit for. And he skates really well too. And, smart player, um, and just a natural ability to score. He's a, he's been a real nice addition. His first goal on Monday night set up uh, on a great – I think this will be almost the picture-perfect uh, piece of film for Jeremy Colleton to show the two-way play. It's Dominic Kubelik, Brandon Hagel. They're back-checking through the neutral zone, break up a pass from Detroit. It hits, I think, Kubelik's foot because he's in the lane – in the passing lane, it goes right to Brandon Hagel, who uses his speed the other way, right down the outside on the boards, fires a quick backhander into the slot where uh, Dominic Kubelik's already there at the top of the crease. I mean, from start to finish, it's those two starting with a solid back check, taking it the other way. Brandon Hagel, uh, an incredible uh, burst of speed to get into the offensive zone, continues his strong play. I think 
Jeremy Calton said he was one of the, one of the most consistent players last night, but uh, Brandon Hagel just showcasing right there exactly what uh, a lot of his teammates, a lot of the coaches, a lot of people around the league like what they've seen from him so far. He got promoted to the second line on Monday night. I mean, we we had him on the show last week. He continues to improve game after game, and he's showing it at an incredible rate. Uh, another bright spot so far on the year. Well. Carter, we'll, we we can take some credit for that too. Yeah, the right? insider anyway, bump, you know, that's the insider that's bump. You come on the you come on the show and you get promoted, you get goals, you get points, you get power play time. And Hagel's a guy. He came on the show and his game's gotten better and better and better. I, and you know, I, I love him on the three on three too. You know, he had a great assist in the Dallas game, and then last night he almost had kind of a similar play where he pulls up at the blue line, holds onto the puck, he comes back in and almost makes a play for another goal. Um, yeah, it, it's the effort and that goal you're talking about, um, was it, it, for a coach. It's just something you can't wait to show your players to reinforce them that, Hey, listen, if we work hard defensively, and we work hard to get that puck back. We're going to have a lot of chances offensively. And that was a perfect one guys working their tails off to come back with back pressure and make, make the offensive team uncomfortable. You get a turnover and everybody in the NHL is so good at, at, at transition now that if you can transition fast and, and you can back check hard. Uh, you're going to catch teams off and you're going to get scoring chances. If the other team, you can, you can force a turnover right around the blue line somewhere, you're going to get a scoring chance the other way. And that's exactly what happened. And you talk about a team where the coaching staff is still pounding into their heads. We've got to work defensively. And we've been, you know, we're going to hear from PS Suter where he says, one thing they, they always talk about is just always moving your feet and moving and, and, and playing fast and moving. And if you're skating, is in good shape and, and you can, you can play fast. You're going to have more offensive ability and you're going to have chances to win. And that goal was a perfect example of it. And that's just a little bit of a microcosm of the way this team's playing is they're, they're skating all over the ice and they're playing fast and that's allowing them to, to catch people off guard. Matthias Yenmark had an interesting quote after the game when talking about Hagel and just kind of the work ethic that he has. He says, it's easy to do for five games, you know, when you start out in the NHL, but he's kept it up really well. We're already 17 games in, and I feel like every night he's out there buzzing and creating. But how difficult is it? I mean, you get you have that energy coming out in your first couple of NHL games, and you want to have that impact. You want to have it right away, but we see it night after night. Like we just said, it's getting more and more night after night. It's continuing to grow. How how difficult is that? How impressive is that from a young rookie who, until you know three weeks ago, had one NHL game under his belt? Yeah, you never know what you're going to get out of young players and guys coming over from a different league and coming to a new country and you know speaking a different language. You, you just don't know what you're going to get and how comfortable they're going to be and how confident they're going to be. And and um, you know, with him, I don't think you could say, or I think you can say, he surprised everyone. Um, to have this success this early and uh, to have that confidence that, that he just jumps right into it, it's not easy. And you've got to have some self-belief and you've got to have some some inner confidence in you. And um, you've also got to take some – be able to handle some criticism from the coaches and, and listen and apply it. And um, I'm sure if this coaching staff is – they've been real excited with what they've gotten out of him. And and when you hear him talk too, it's he still is, is, is learning and he knows he has things to work on and he wants to get better. But – um, you know, as a fan, you got to be excited. And as a, as a coaching staff, and I'm sure the management is, boy, this is probably more than we thought we were going to get this early. And we see a lot of upside too. And, and I think as fans, we should, we should see that and, and appreciate that too. But I'm going to th- throw a little wrench in this and I want to take you back on a little journey. If you bear with me just for a second, I want you to think back to January 22nd, 2008, a young, um, suave Adam Burrish 
hair much longer than you have now. Uh, first goal, first NHL goal in the third period, playing for the Blackhawks in San Jose against the Sharks. Uh, a great moment for you, the biggest moment of your career. And then 56 seconds later, someone else comes down on your teammate, scores his first NHL goal, and steals your thunder a little bit. What, what, how would you feel about that if that happened? Because that's what happened to Ian Mitchell and Nicholas Bodan scoring their first NHL goals just 56 seconds apart last week on uh, February 11th. Well, if it was me, I can tell you I wouldn't care because I think that was 56 or 52 games into my NHL career it took <laughs> before I scored my first one. So anybody could have scored a second later, and I wouldn't have given a crap because it took me long enough to figure out how to find the back of the net just once. So um, so no, I, I get it. I know what you're saying. It, it is funny, um, but I think it's fun that way as a young guy when – the young guys hang out. I mean, you're, you're all the rookies and you're kind of together a little bit more. Usually you're staying on the ice a little later working with the coaches and you've got a little more video to do with the coaching stuff. So you spend a lot more time together. Um, and so you're excited for each other when, when you know that first goal is a really special time. And, um, you know, when, when you score your first goal, the team takes the puck and they usually put it in a nice plaque for you with the game notes from that night, the, the, the lineup sheet. Um, maybe a picture of, of your celebration after. So those those kind of memories are, are pretty cool, and the, and the Blackhawks do a really neat job of, of framing that for you. Um, but that was funny. Two guys. I, I don't know if I've ever been in a situation where two guys scored their first goal, not as far as I can remember, in the, in the same in the same game. Um, maybe it's happened, but um, I'm sure those guys and, and as a teammate too. I, I know for me, it was always one of the most exciting times of a game when you saw a young guy score his first goal and just the reaction and the, the smile. And after the game, you know, they, they get the puck right away and they kind of stare at it. And it's always fun when, when one of your teammates scores his first goal. It was the first time for the Blackhawks that it happened since 1989. So obviously it doesn't happen very often that two rookies score their first NHL goals in the same game. It's never happened for two defensemen, by the way. And I think that's maybe the most impressive feat. Two defensemen who are obviously a little more offensively minded uh, in their attack. Ian Mitchell driving the slot. He's standing on the top of the crease waiting for a pass to come in there, a great play. And then I want to get your thoughts on this because Nicholas Bodan, in my mind, just it's more of an instinct thing from him coming in. You know, you have some offensive zone time. He's sitting there at the point. And not only in that game, but in the very next night, he scored a very similar goal off of a rebound coming down from the point. You end up basically right at the edge of the paint. You tap in a rebound, right place, right time. But what what confidence does it take as a young player? Uh, just the instinct, especially as a defenseman, to know that's your moment to go. That's your moment to go from the blue line down to the goal, to be in the right place at the right time. Both of them showed it. Uh, in that first game, and then Nicholas Bodan followed it up yet again uh, two nights later. Yeah, uh, Bodan's a real – he's a feel player, and he's an instinct player. He's got big-time offensive upside. He likes to have the puck. He handles the puck well, and those kind of guys, you you, you have to let them run. And, you know, they're going to make some mistakes, and for for him, he hasn't made that many, and he's been pretty solid defensively. He's going to make some defensive mistakes, but you still have to give him that ability to run, and this, the coaching staff's allowed that, and they want him to take those chances because that's his game. That's how he plays. He's a he's an instinct feel kind of guy. He's not a structured, rigid, you know, get the puck and pass it right away and not hold on to it very long. Uh, he's a feel guy, and he's a guy you want to have that confidence. You want him to have the puck and, and feel confident with the puck, and you want him jumping in the play and and the teams that are really good in the in the NHL right now their defensemen are an extension of the forwards in the offensive zone they jump in and they come in with a purpose and they come in at the right times and 
I mean, you watch Duncan Keith some game, how he darts in and out of the zone and he changes positions. And you'll even see Kaner come up outside the blue line sometime. And that gives the defenseman a permission to go down and, and get involved in the offense. And uh, these young defensemen for the Blackhawks, those two guys you mentioned, Bodan and Mitchell, they're two guys that, that have some offensive ability. And, and Bodan especially, and Mitchell does too. Um, but a guys that it, when, when you see defensemen jumping in the offensive zone, you know, they've got confidence and you know, that the coaching staff has kind of instilled that, like you, you're welcome to jump in there. You got to be responsible and you got to know when the right time is. And we're going to trust that you do. And, and I can tell you as a forward, having to cover defensemen, if you've got an active guy on the point, it's hard to cover. It's a pain in the butt. You're thinking you can kind of take a second to catch your breath and let the defensemen down low, do their work. But when you got defensemen darting in and out of the zone, it's a pain in the ass to cover. Another rookie uh, we'll get to in just a second. Pew Suter, you touched on the insider bump, and I don't know that we can fully take credit for this one quite yet because he's had quite the start to his rookie season, 10 points uh, so far, already six goals to his name, uh, leads the rookie scoring in both of those categories. Uh, Pew Suter, Burr, I'm very curious where you think the bump can come in his game because he's someone who has maybe already had a dip in his uh, performance a little bit, just a rough couple games, got moved down to kind of the bottom six role by Jeremy Colleton, has come back up, playing with Patrick Kane, playing with Alex Dabrinkit, uh, and he's right in the middle of it, night in and night out yet again. Uh, where does he go from here? I mean, can, can we take him any higher right now on this episode? I don't know. I, I, this is he. He's playing at a really good level for a young guy, a first-year guy right now. Um, he he's really good with the puck. You can see if you watch his game, he is has attention to detail on the defensive side, or he's trying to, and he's listening, and uh, he understands that's an important part of the game here in North America and the NHL. It is. It is everywhere. But when you've got a smaller sheet, we've heard guys um, that have come over from Switzerland tell us that that the bigger ice sheet, things happen a little slower. Um, especially defensively, it takes a little longer for that puck to get to the net when you've got an extra you know, four or six feet um, of width on the ice. And um, they, they, they're picking that up really quickly and they're understanding that you got to think quick, you got to defend quick. And if you do, uh, you're going to get a lot of chances offensively then too in the flip side. And gosh, he's just been playing so darn good. And the, the thing that won't happen, I don't think now, because the way the schedule's laid out, is the only thing that could slow him down right now is a week off. And that's not going to happen. We know we're not going to get a week off here. So the best thing for these young guys, especially when they've got confidence and they're playing good, is just keep playing. They want more games. And that's when you really see guys start to grow is the more games you play and the more situations you're in. And with this schedule now, with, with young guys that are having confidence and feeling good about their games, playing games is the best thing for this team right now. And I don't see him slowing down unless there's a, unless there's a week off. There's not a week off. The uh, schedule's full steam ahead. He's playing with confidence. Uh, there's, there's, believe me, there's no break in sight. Every other day almost with this team playing a game, but we'll send it over now to a uh, rookie scoring leader and uh, you know, 24-year-old coming over from Switzerland, Pew Suter. Well, yeah, I think Suter's just getting better and uh, starting to familiarize himself with, uh, with the NHL game, you know? Um, he wins pucks back. He's driving the net really well um, and creating space for his linemates. So, Pew Suter joining us now. And uh, Pew, first off, I have to ask you, um, if I had told you before the season started that a month in, you'd be leading the league in not only rookie goals, but also rookie points uh, among first-year players, 
what would your reaction have been? I mean, did you expect to be able to come in and, uh, you know, produce at this level right away? Or were you expecting maybe a little bit of a, a slower start and a, a nice surprise for you here so far? No, it's a nice surprise. I, I feel like the start was a bit slow too, for sure. First games, uh, was a bit of struggle, didn't go so well, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I would have taken it, but I probably wouldn't guess that it, uh, yeah, went like that, but I mean, I've always been able to, to score goals, so I just hope that it's going to be the same way here. But uh, it's going well, but also sometimes it's still a, it's still a struggle from time to time. So it's not like it's just a, maybe a smooth ride as it for some people looks like. It's being like uh, every game it's a battle, and uh, I'll be on the better end sometimes for sure. What's been the biggest surprise for you coming over here? Uh, your first full year here in the NHL, you 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 make the Blackhawks team. You've got some Hall of Famers in that locker room. What's been the biggest surprise for you from coming over here, being a new guy here with the Chicago Blackhawks? Well, probably. I mean, I knew about it, but like the whole stuff around the hockey, like you know, uh, what everything take, getting take care of, and uh, you pretty much just uh, take care of your body and play, and like all the material stuff, it's all taken care of. You don't have to worry about your bag and everything like that. So that's uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you just have to pretty much show up and play. And I mean, yeah, those uh, you know, those are guys on the locker room where you where you maybe watch for years or just read about and see the highlight videos. And now you're uh, you know you look play with them. It's uh, it's nice to you can learn so much uh, just in practice every day from from those guys. Carter, just uh, just so the listeners know what what PS is talking about, because I played in Europe too and in the minors, and nowhere else in the world other than the NHL where do you not have to carry your bag onto the bus or onto the plane or somebody does your laundry and every little thing detail of your life is taken care of, and you focus on training and playing and making sure you're 100 percent every day. So PS, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, once you make it to the show, it's pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we got the laundry stuff too, for sure. No one there. In Turkey, yeah. we, we may deal also with uh, with the bags at home games. So, but just getting off the bus at one a.m. and have to unpack your bag and that stuff. So that's yeah. uh, that's true. <laughs> it, it's nice. <laughs> and Burr, you were part of those teams early on, those Blackhawks teams that helped to build this culture, not only with the success in the Stanley Cups, but, I mean, how different is it now today from even when, when you started? I mean, you're, you're a guy who helped build that legacy. You're a guy like Puse can take advantage of, right? Well, it's, what's cool, I think, for a lot of guys to watch now that are, that are done is the way you guys are competing, P.S., and we read the stuff that you guys say in the newspapers and what the coaching staff say, but it seems to be something you guys talk about a lot, that you want to outwork teams, and it, and it certainly shows from guys like you, your, your first or second line guys, power play guys. You guys are all competing just as hard as the third and fourth line guys. There's no drop-off there. It seems to be something you guys have really focused on this year is, is that work ethic and that competing, and that's what's kept you guys in games all year. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that gives us a chance uh, to walk away with points every game. Well, that's been the way the last uh, probably fourteen games. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, once you know it's the way it works, you just want to keep doing that. You don't want to switch something up. That uh, you know, if it's working, you just keep doing that, and it's uh, it's hard sometimes. But you also you get in a rhythm, and uh, yeah, you, you you don't have every day a game, so you can rest on those days. You started the season playing with him. Uh, you 
are now back playing with Patrick Kane over the last few games. You have Alex Dabrinkit on the other side on your wing. What's it like playing with those two guys and um, a future Hall of Famer and Patrick Kane? Everyone knows his skill, but also a guy in Alex Dabrinkit who's had a really good season so far. And, you know, both of them are putting up incredible numbers along with yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, they just make so many plays and especially just how they handle the puck when it's a, maybe a bad pass too. They can just get it out of the air, make a little chip and chip it over the over the stick of the opponent. So it's, uh, it's really impressive to see and you kind of try to uh, almost keep up or just, I know, help them out, create some room because uh, once they get that meter, it's it's hard for the opponents to defend and it's it's just uh, it's not, it's nice to watch. Nice to nice to play with them because yeah, they can make so many so many plays. When you first came over here, obviously you've watched Patrick Kane. Is there something that you were even more in shock of uh, how good he is, or something that really stood out to you? That man in person, or when you play with him, uh, he's on a different level. Is there one one thing that really sticks out with him? Yeah, I mean, obviously the stick handling. You, you know, you see a couple of videos yeah. of some shootout moves uh, over the years, but then when you just see kind of every day in, in practice, it's. Uh, pretty impressive and fun to watch so uh yeah it's more like that you you just see all those things uh, from other guys too it's like every day uh, the hard work they put in and just uh, the skill set they have and uh, you you know you can take away little things i mean you're never going to have those hands or anything but just uh, more like the hockey sense they have you can take a little bits of everybody to implement in your your own game and kind of helps you out to get uh climb it quicker to to that game north american game as well you touched on not everything's been an easy adjustment there have been some ups and downs throughout the opening month you spent some time obviously on the top end of the lineup playing with patrick kane but you've also had some time where you've been down on the third and and even the fourth line during some games what's the conversation been like with the coaching staff and and getting your adjustment right to the league what have they been telling you to eventually get you back up uh higher in the lineup producing a little more what what have those conversations been like on a daily basis you know sometimes it's more sometimes less it's actually not wasn't that much especially at that point you said with it was uh, you know i knew i didn't have those two three games there that stretch uh, it wasn't great that uh you know the passes weren't right so it, it's like self-understanding you know uh, what happened it's nothing uh, you have to worry about too much because you know you you know you can do better so you don't have to think or worry about it too much and just just play and you know uh try if if it's not working try to find a way to to get into the game where maybe you know with a battle in front of the net or something else you just have to find a way uh, to get in those games and that's what I try to do and then uh, when you get the chance again uh, let's say we play with top line just uh, you just play you don't have, you don't think too much i think that's kind of the the mindset also, the message from uh, coaches. You, you you get a hat trick early on in your career here. Did you did you do anything that that night to celebrate? Were you able to celebrate? You call people back home. I know it was late or early in the morning back home when you scored that hat trick. But did you get to talk to your family? Did you get to celebrate? Did you get the puck, or did somebody get you the puck after the game? What was that like? That hat trick. Uh, I mean, the pucks they getting framed. I took a picture quick of them, but. Uh, so the fun part was it was a Sunday morning game, right? So it's seven hours difference home. So it was actually prime time. Oh yeah. So you know, I mean, obviously my parents, girlfriend, uh, they always they watch every game pretty much. They wake up two three a.m. or mostly, I think. It, it's getting hard now after like <laughs> six 
interesting game. But uh, so everybody, also my also my other friends who play hockey as well, or um, you know work on a regular uh, job, they they had time to watch, so it was actually the perfect timing. So pretty much everybody I know was was watching for sure, or tuning in, especially uh, you know former teammates on the bus home from a game. So uh, I talked to them for sure, but I had so many messages I couldn't uh, respond to everybody that night. So I had to, over the next two days, I had to uh, call everybody back and text back. So yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, Carter, he knew everybody was watching. He just loves it. the spotlight. I love it. He knew it. P.S. Take us back to that game because you have two goals early in that one, and Burrish and I have talked about this uh, on past episodes, but. You're, you're sitting there in the third period. You're sitting on two goals already. You get a two-on-one, I believe, with with Kane. And not a lot of young players have the confidence to take the shot that you did. A lot of them would pass it off to Patrick Kane. And, you know, he's the guy. You got to pass it to him. What's going through your mind on that rush and, and just that self-confidence and um, also maybe, you know, wanting to complete the hat trick? What's that What's that uh, mindset like for you uh, in that situation going in for that third goal? It was a, it was a beautiful third goal as well. Yeah, like you said, once you get the two goals early, you, you kind of know what the next one means. And I actually had a couple of good chances there. So, uh, you know, then getting on the rush there, I felt like the D kind of, you know, like everybody else said, like, oh, you're going to pass it to Kaner. So I guess the D fought, fought as well, kind of stayed a bit more over there, I felt like. And then I just, uh, yeah, shoot it and I, I knew it was going to go in and... Yeah, well, it was just a relief that it, it worked because I had a couple of chances before too. Was it was a bit uh, didn't have many chances in the second, so I was like, ah, you know, God, you 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 need to get that one for sure. And you know, the guys mentioned, like, yeah, you, let's get one. And I don't think anyone looked happier for you than Patrick Kane after you scored that. What was what was his conversation with you after that goal? You know, yeah, they were they were happy. Congrats! And uh, like, yeah, we said on the bench before, like, oh, think, yeah, let's get another one here. Uh, so everybody knew what what it means and everybody was happy so it's i feel like too that's on the whole team you know if somebody scores everybody's happy for them we uh it's fun to play with everybody and uh, the whole team it's it's exciting what's the conversation like with you and the coaches i know carter touched on a little bit but you know as a first year guy in the league and and we hear a lot of communication going on between the young guys and the coaches uh, what's what's the thing they've stressed with you about your game um, that they want to keep seeing keep seeing you improve on? You know, it it's kind of yeah the thing I said just just play, do your thing. You know, don't change your game too much just because you you play with those two guys. Kind of that part and just kind of bury down on on defense. You know, watch video, do little things. What can I do better? So uh, I think those are that's the biggest part, and it's like. You have to focus on yourself, so you're you're mentally and also physically like you you're skating well. You know, not every day the, the legs feel the same, so you gotta you gotta make sure that you're ready to to go. And as soon as you skate well, all the other things kind of fall in place. So uh, that's kind of a message for me to just play and for sure just uh, keep calm, make keep making those plays. I guess. Right now, as we sit here, you have 10 points on the season, six goals, four assists. Of course, the hat trick back in late January, uh, a big help to that. But you're having a great rookie campaign. But right behind you in the rookie goal scoring race is someone who 
is your teammate. I know you have a long, a longer history with than just the last couple months with the Blackhawks, Philip Kurashev. We had him on the show just a couple weeks ago, but I want to know from you, is there a little internal competition going on between the two of you, seeing who can, uh, <laughs> who can have the better offensive performances uh, through the opening month of the season? It seems like every time he scores to either tie you or come near you, you go right back out and score. You guys are neck and neck the, the whole time so far uh, through the last couple of weeks in the, in the rookie scoring race. Yeah, I realized that too. No, not not particularly. We don't have <laughs> going on or something, but uh, no, it's uh, you know it's it's fun to also speak some German. Uh, it's more familiar as well, and you know we don't we don't have a bad or a battle going on, but it's nice him scoring. You know, he's a, he has a great shot, a great skill set, down low one on one. He wins a lot of battles, and it's yeah, it's just fun that. Uh, it's actually funny, yeah. Every time he scores, or I get a point too. So I hope next game he's gonna get a point early. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's such a different year this year. I'm always interested um, to hearing what guys are doing away from the rink and to stay busy. And I know you're in Detroit right now. You're in the hotel. I think you had a practice this morning. But what's the rest of your day look like? And what will you do to fill up fill up the day today? Now that you're you guys are just kind of in the hotel and you're you're not able to go for dinners or or kind of socialize so much. What does your day look like? Um, a lot of actually FaceTime calling home, you know, friends. Uh, I was just on the phone with a friend I haven't talked to since I got here for about 45 minutes. So it's uh, especially the early times when we get back from practice for me with the time uh, difference. It's uh, calling my friends, family, Gervin, all that stuff for the first couple hours, then have dinner. And after, to be honest, it's uh, playing video games mostly. Oh, you're a gamer. Uh, well, now I game. I probably game more this past two months than what I did the whole last year. So <laughs> <laughs> there's so much else to do, right? So uh, you know, we play together uh, online. Uh, right now we put that playing a little bit. So uh, yeah, that's one part of it, and just kind of taking a nap, eating. It's uh, yeah, it's not. It's pretty boring, <laughs> I guess. But we're getting some prime time from uh, from Puse here. It's it's early afternoon still. He's still got some daylight to burn to get to call back over to Europe. So uh, we we definitely appreciate the prime time that you you're giving us, Puse. Uh, I want to know about Burr touched on. You guys are in Detroit. Another overtime victory last night. That's four straight trips to overtime that you guys have been able to come away with the victory. What's the confidence that's building in this group right now and staying in these games, battling? Um, right to the end and more recently trying to get those that second point, get the victory, continue to gather points in this season and uh, continue to get better week after week. Yeah, no, the, the first OTs didn't go so well. So it, it's, uh, I mean, we got a lot of them too. So we got quite a bit of practice in them. But, um, you know, it's it's huge to get those that second point for sure. I mean, it's always nice to walk away with a win just the, the feeling when you get back to the dressing room. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're just doing a good job on OT as well. Uh, create those chances. And uh, we're, yeah, we've been at the better end for for the last games. And like we said, we work hard and that's kind of what keeps us in all those games. And, you know, anything can happen on the three on three. You know, one chance there, one chance there. And it's just a question of who, who makes it first. Why has the power play been so good? You guys have been right right around the top of the league here um, for the last at least a good month here. Um, what what's the message in the locker room with the power play, and why do you think it's been so successful? 
I think one part is because we kind of keep that five-on-five mentality, you know, uh, get those pucks back when we have to rim it in and kind of just to attack right away. Um, yeah, so it's that five-on-five mentality and then it makes it hard because there are only four guys, so you always you got one extra. And when you keep that hard work up, also on the power play, you kind of get rewarded and you're getting some, some good looks and plays and... Uh, I guess they've also been going in, so it's. Uh, but especially, I think most it's that 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 mentality we keep, like five on five, just to keep it on the power play. Well, Puce, we know you're. Uh, you've got some time. You've got some important phone calls. I'm sure to continue making, uh, with the early afternoon time. We appreciate uh, a little bit of your a few minutes from you here today, and um, it's been great getting to talk to you. We we enjoy watching you play. Uh, you've been a, a really fun addition to this Blackhawks roster, and uh, we can't wait to to watch you continue to grow, continue to take the next step with this team uh, in in the coming weeks. Thank you, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, keep lighting it up, PS. You're fun to watch. We'll do. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. For Adam Burrish, I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Tate's drive. <laughs>